Well, it's kind of like in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, with, funny enough, bringing Obi-Wan. it back is Obi-Wan. Yeah. Is Ewan McGregor and Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, he, he's 10 years away from looking like Alec Guinness. Look, it's nobody's fault that Ewan McGregor just gets better as he ages. Who's the man in the best mask? He's the man, the Lorian, who gets paid to do random tasks. It's the man, the Lorian, this is the way he'll say. And then he'll be on his way. And we are live with another episode, the first episode of the Mandalorian After Show. It's season three, episode one. And we first started doing after shows because I started crying in the season finale of season two without the after shows. So it's like, okay, might as well start the after shows. And then we did a WandaVision after show, so on and so forth. It's that show brought to you by The Key where we literally just watched the season three premiere of The Mandalorian. And we're here to talk about uh, season three, episode one. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. We also got co-host... Sarah Zitney, aka Miss Marauder. Sarah, Hello. how's it going? Going great. That's fantastic. That's nice uh, Keeg show lore that that's how the uh, after show started. Well, because like Mandalorian season like one was like a beginning of Disney Plus, right? Yeah. And then Mandalorian season two was right before the pandemic. Yeah. And then, and then WandaVision was the start. When was WandaVision? The start of the bit start of the pandemic, right? Yeah, WandaVision was no twenty twenty one. That was twenty twenty one, right? Because well, WandaVision wasn't supposed to be first, but it ended up being first. My time, my time is all messed up. No, uh, let me correct myself. The Mandalorian, Mandalorian two was 20, 2020, so deep. That's in right, pandemic territory. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and so I also realized this is the first after show of a show that has a second or even third season because hmm. all the other after shows all the other marvel and star wars shows have only done one season each well but loki's coming back pretty soon but, yeah when loki yeah, comes back that'll be the that'll, that'll be... be the uh the first marvel season two right but that's pretty crazy it took three years before we're getting season twos of of marvel stuff yeah because that's 2021 yeah. yeah yeah it's wild um I've already introduced uh, Miss Marauder, my co-host. We also got special guest on this episode, episode one, season three, episode one. We got Trevor Reese, Trevor Copter. Hello, hello. I'm in my PJs. I'm in my PJs. And I'm also in my Uh, Boba Fett shirt. Boba Fett. Which I feel like this is Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? My favorite line. (laughs) This is like, uh, this is like, this is pre like Disney Plus, this shirt. I've had this like probably like 15 years. So this is like when we thought Boba Fett was going to be what Mando became. Mm. See, I'm yeah. wearing a I'm wearing a brand new shirt, which is my Pedro Pascal shirt. Oh, um, nice. So I was also going to wear, I also have a Pedro Pascal hat, but I was like, no, don't overdo it. Don't go crazy. So when sure. you can save it, you can have the hat next. Save it, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I remember watching Mandalorian season one. And then being like, well, I don't care if I ever see Boba Fett ever again. I remember. like, I, And, I and mean, then we I'm saw gonna, Boba Fett again. 
And I'm fine with it. I just think yeah. I like I'm fine with the way the character happened. Some people aren't, but uh I, I I was like, okay, everything that we wanted for this like mythology of Boba Fett, we just got in the Mandalorian. So Yeah. Like what what they did with Boba Fett, which is worth talking about considering Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett also was the gap of story in between season two and season three. Like it is yeah. essential viewing. But yeah, like I'm not upset with what they did with Boba Fett. So especially like all the Tuscan Raider stuff, there were some missteps and like he probably should have been a little bit more badass. But yeah, it kind of they kind of had were forced to make Boba Fett something different because Mando sort of filled the role of like badass bounty hunter Mandalorian getting into adventures and he's got Grogu baby Yoda with him the child like yeah. it's it just fits so much and so yeah of course Boba Fett has to go somewhere else or it's just gonna be a retread right and and I'm glad they went with kind of softer Boba Fett I'm okay with it. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, like to see. Honestly, Boba Fett isn't my least favorite Star Wars show. What it's is not your least favorite Star Wars show. What's my least favorite Star Wars show? Yeah, Obi Wan. Oh. Oh right. There's say, good. Oh, right. There's good. Parts. I just want. I just want. Oh right. Obi Wan happens. So that's. <laughs> that only yeah. Know. yeah. Also, I, I get like. I want to hop in my soapbox and make sure I'm on the record saying this. The motherfucking show should have been called Kenobi because it's about Obi-Wan setting aside Obi-Wan to become Ben, but maintaining Kenobi. It should have been called just Kenobi. Yeah. Not Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was originally because called it, Kenobi. And then they, th they might have realized they were like, nobody oh, knows well, cause Kenobi? Who the hell else is named, last name Kenobi? <laughs> uh I don't know. It reminds me of when Animaniacs did a Star Wars parody and they did Slappy Wanna Nappy <laughs> for Slappy Squirrel. So, you know, little things like that. Um, so we're here in Season 3, Episode 1. Um, quick question for both of you. Did you like Mandalorian Season 1 or Season 2 better? We've never had an after show for either one of those. So... We didn't get play-by-plays like we do here. Uh, by the way, if anyone was watching this live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash Show or youtube.com slash Show, uh, or you listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So, yeah, we never had Mandalorian season one or season two after shows, so I don't even, I don't know. I think I like season one better than season two, but that's like, putting two puppies in front of me and being like, which puppy do you like more? Yeah. Like they're both adorable puppies and I love them. But yeah. I think season one. I yeah. Season one told a season one told a more compelling story, but like season two has some of the best lore building and like, yeah, like that of anything that Disney's done with star Wars. Like season two really built out the world in a very fun, compelling way, kind of at the cost of Mando. Like Mando kind of became a a supporting character in his own show, similar to the way Boba Fett was superseded to Mando in a couple episodes of his. Like, but at the same time, season two like had such like 
just uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, like the debut yeah. of her, the, the stuff with Moff Gideon, Luke Skywalker coming back and fighting some battle droids for the first time. Like yeah. he's never had like a prequel style fight just mowing down droids. And so season two had a lot and and just also the the depth of the Mandalorian lore. Like really kind of codifying that because aside from like all the stuff that's been done in the Clone Wars, like it feels like now we're getting like this we understand what the Mandalorian is in a much better way than even like going back to the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, like I definitely agree. Season one had a much more compelling full story, full season story. But I yeah, there's just so much about season two that I really, really loved. So as we found out yeah. Grogu's name, we can finally stop calling him Baby Yoda. Yeah. How'd we how'd we find out his name was Grogu? Uh Ahsoka used force telepathy. Oh, that's yeah, yeah he of course. He told it to her. Yeah, he told her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Season one is more concise and like kind of cohesive and then second season is like yeah let's see all the other randos that we can do uh i think i think season one was a better season of tv and i think season two was a better season of star wars tv like if you're a diehard star wars fan it has a lot of really good payoffs and really good stuff that comes in from the world but if you are my 70-year-old mother, she's probably not going to like yeah. as much. She just started watching The Mandalorian. I've been very yeah. worried about her because I don't... She's not going to watch Book of Boba Fett, so I don't know what she's going to... I don't know what yeah. she's going to do. Uh, I was, you inter- can li- like, what, I was but, interested to see how they were going to yada yada everything that happened in those three episodes. And they don't. And they, they don't. <laughs> they don't even put it in the previously on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Did a little they? bit. So oh the I rewatched episode five of Boba Fett in prep for this to be like, I don't remember because it was so long ago. Um, the whole bit of her saying you have to go, you took off your helmet, you have to go to Mandalore now. They put that in the previously on. Oh, that, yeah. that's from Book of Boba Fett. Yes, yeah, that's, that's from right. Book yeah. of Boba Fett. But the reuniting with Grogu was aggressively yada yada he was like the mission was over he found his way back to me and i was like wow we yada yada luke skywalker's jedi academy yeah like, I, oh i met it i met uh, a couple jedi you know whatever rough <laughs> yeah um shout out to duck dodger 714 uh what's up uh he says season one was better season two was the feloni showcase too many callbacks but like dave feloni should be celebrated because Dave Filoni, now that George Lucas is gone, Dave Filoni is the person who understands Star Wars the best, who is still working yeah. on it. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't mind, like, a Filoni showcase. But I can yeah. see that too at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I I am famously not a prequel era or Clone Wars era uh, girly, so characters like Ahsoka are not that big of a deal for me, which I know is a cardinal sin but it is what it is i'm a rebels person more than a clone wars person so like space whales today that made me happy. that was cool um yeah so that was things like weird that, for anyone watching yeah. it like anyone who didn't watch well, rebels watching that part i i do i do have no idea what those things are but i 
Well, obviously, yes. like no, I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm so much a Claude Morris person to the point that I've only really watched the Ahsoka Vader fight from Rebels. Like, I really am like unaware of Rebels. Yeah. But what I like about just Mandalorian in general is after the like science heavy feel of the prequels, and then the sort of mishmash of just it's good versus evil, like basic ass Disney stuff for the sequel. Like Mandalorian is like instilling, re- reinstilling the, like, this is a fantasy. This, and this is right. something like, it, it is something of awe. Like just because these people are riding around spaceships, shooting lasers, does it like these people are like, like a D and D class, the Mandalorian. Just because they have rocket boot packs and spaceships, it's all fantasy. And I think Mandalorian has really captured that. You say fantasy. I, I was watching this episode and I was like, it's very... Okay, I'm going to be honest. I love Andor. I think Andor is just the best. That's it. So, like, I just... that's That's been, like, what am I... Just, I don't that's know, just... the high bar for you. That's Yeah, but then that's also the I, I realize that, like, there are things that let's just say Mandalorian season two do or did that Andor didn't do. And that's okay. Cause some people like that. Some people like the characters and the, the aspect. And I was trying to figure out how to sum it up the Mandalorian as a show. And it was Western like, yeah, yeah. it was a Western, but it's also kind of a fairy tale in a way, you know, like it's fantasy. Yes. But it's also has this fairy tale aspect of like, there's layers of 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 epicness and mythology to it. Like Andor well, was the opposite of mythology. Yeah. If I'm gonna sum up my feelings, as I was watching this, I did have to kind of recalibrate my brain. Yeah. Off of Andor, um, I think the yeah the biggest problem is I'm still on Andor mode because Andor was so good and this is so different. But I think the difference is when they were having the space fight at the end of this episode, I went, oh, I love Star Wars. And then in Andor, I was going, I love Star Wars. Like I was weeping while I said I love Star Wars. So it's like it taps into the different parts of it for me. It was yeah. so philosophical and like political and much of like the, you know, that part of it. And this is, you know, it's okay to have a little bit of like the wackiness, like a lot of cute Grogu moments, a lot of fun little stuff, you know. The Anzellans. Like, yeah, I have um a lot of things that I wrote in all capitals. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is no squeezy. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot. It, it's, it has permission, I think, to be more fun than Andor. Yeah. Well, because Star Wars. Of the, you know, because of what's going on. Well, yeah. Star Wars is like, it's three modes. It's space opera, which is the Skywalker saga. It's the Western, like, scoundrels and thieves. And then it's, like, an Aaron Sorkin political, like, drama. Like, very much in the weeds, which is Andor. And then this is, like... Luke Han Leia. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the Trinity is Luke Han Leia. And that's... Han would be... This is the Han show. Like, freaking... This is this is like you would imagine Han Solo's dealt with uh grief. Like he's he has met um 
<laughs> with, with grief, grief Karga, right? Grief Karga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name. His last name's Karga. I, I, I flipped it. Uh, also, yeah, grief, grief is just a word. That... Yeah. Right, the concept. He's dealt <laughs> the concept well, yeah, of grief. It's like he's dealt with grief. Yeah. His, his son Ben Solo. Uh, yeah. But it was also fun just to look back. And I went back to the first episode of Mandalorian to check it. But like the Star Wars logo has changed. Like just seeing the depth and change of the like Star Wars where it shows the, the masks and the droids and everything. Like it's cool to see the personalized because very much in the first season, it's um, Darth Vader, R2, C-3PO, a stormtrooper, Kylo Ren, a, a man, a, a generic Mandalorian helmet could be Boba Fett, could be Mando, but like now it's like we get some like cool like we have um, Ming Nas. I forget, uh, forget her character. Oh, did we? Fennec. Fennec Fennec Shan's mask is now in the in the opening. I didn't. Um, I didn't notice that. The uh, the weaponer, the the um, the black armorer, the armorer. Her mask is there, and like it's just cool to kind of like. Now we're in season three, like, like season three of shows is like their best seasons. Like, ever, like if you look like historically oh, at show, well, no, I'm not saying this about Mandalorian, but like historically, like season twos and threes, when you look back, it's just like, that's when it was firing on all cylinders. And to yeah. be at that kind of stage of this Star Wars journey that started back in 2019 with the first seasons of Mando to kind of be this far into it and have all this stuff kind of under our belts it's just fun like that's what's fun about going back to mando it's like this it was it was kind of like i kind of ended the episode like oh that's it it felt very playsetty. yeah but with the fun of it was just checking back in and like i love star wars like sort yeah. of that mentality um and yeah just to kind of and to see that like this is built like this is we kind of everything's callback with the exception of the space pirates who are fun wrinkle and like feel like they're going to mess stuff up at some point. They're yeah. going to be a through line and they're probably like episode five or six going to mess mess up the sort of balance of stuff just as Mando's freaking as Mandalorian stuff. He's going to go have to go back. Yeah, that guy pirates. was definitely a space Davy Jones. I just wanted to <laughs> throw that out there. Uh, yeah, he was Sarah, like he, he's like if Swamp Thing was uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, oh, he's not Jack guy. Sparrow. Okay, the okay. other guy I got, Davy Jones. Yeah, uh, the spiky. Yeah, yeah. Like an oh, amputated. that guy you thought? Yeah, I that I, one reminded me of like an amputated Davy Jones. Uh, uh, Mr. Plow says much better than the Spice Traders in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, those these guys. Yeah. Uh Sarah, did you have any thoughts? Were you gonna say something? No. I mean you you always got something to say because you also I mean, take notes. I do. I have copious Let, notes. Let's go through let's go through copious notes. notes. All right. So uh starting off with uh the armor making a helmet. When I saw this in the trailer, I was hoping it was a helmet for baby Grogu. Um and then as I was watching it, I was like, is this baby did flashback yeah i thought it was Same a flashback thing. and then it wasn't and i was kind of disappointed and then why are they doing this ritual if there's a giant fucking crocodile um and then i wrote and i felt bad about writing this um 
this doesn't make Mandos look very cool. Like they're getting their asses handed to them by this giant swat, this giant crocodile. And I'm like, counterpoint, why don't we just not fight it? So uh, I had a thought about that. They're on the run. They're they're moving, right? A lot. I think they're just like, let's do our religious ritual here where we've set up camp. Oh, we didn't even know there was like a huge crocodile but then monster. like there's no get out of our lake we must defeat it it's like i don't know like maybe just uh, maybe just run away they're like, pig-headed they see, they're they so stubborn lost, they seemingly lost well, a lot of people and they don't have that many people they've you know gained what? more people right yeah I think that's the whole purpose of and this. they're all and they all have like new power ranger colors like yeah. we've definitely gotten away from like season one where it's all very muted, like metallic colors, and now everyone's bright and colorful. But what you know what really struck me about it was everyone was saving everyone mm. through that whole sequence. I think that's more than being an action beat. I think that was what was sort of important to take in, especially being the first scene of a season. Like this that scene is setting the tone for the whole season. And these Mandalorians, everyone's jumping in the water. Like, that thing's attacking. They're just like, pull it this way because we just lost this guy. And everyone's, like, the armorer went in. The big guy with the gun saved the kid. Like, everyone helped. Like, no one was, no one tried to be, like, the jerk, like, I got this. Like, no one stood. Everyone had each other's backs. I think that was something cool to see, especially juxtaposed with the last scene of the episode where Bo-Katan is throwing herself a pity party, which we can get to later, but I think that was what really struck me was just like that, like everyone having each other's backs was really like, really stood out. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Plow mentions that like, it's kind of like a tribe. They're more of a tribe. Um, and he also says it's also a chance to prove themselves like how Mando got the Bighorn el- emblem. Like, defeating monsters is their thing, right? It's just that that thing was way too big. Yeah, it didn't totally work for me. Um, I also had just woken up from a nap, so I could yeah. have been grumpy. <laughs> um, uh, Duck Dodger 714 also says, I hate to be a downer, but I kind of hated the opening. So maybe yeah. you and... I also you feel like it will be confusing for people that did not watch. I mean, not to harp on that too much, but it might be a little bit confusing to be like, and there's a new ship and Grogu's here. For those of you that didn't watch, for, again, my parents, um, how do you get this new ship? I don't know. Why is Grogu back? Nah. Like, he's <laughs> in a new ship. So for all of us that did watch it, we're like, oh, Din's coming to save the day. And for my parents, it's going to be like, and my brother, it'll be like, Who's that? Oh, it's it oh, also it's it didn't even oh, redirect people to watch Book of Boba Fett. Like it wasn't like, oh yeah, I went on a mission. Like I knew this guy named Boba Fett. <laughs> Whatever. Like, well, it, it, and like, because I've been watching like, I went down like a Smallville rabbit hole, and like it's you watched Smallville funny... to prep for this? No, just I've been watching it just on the side. Um, <laughs> but what struck me was just like back in like those days, and they still do it like on the Flash and like network shows, but like. The previously on man those can go on and on sometimes and yeah. like it was just so funny that it's just like because every now and then they'll say it like on cw just like 
previously on Christ and Infinite Earth or previously on Arrow and the Flash, previously on Legends and Batwoman. Like they do sort of remind you that there are other shows that this story is being told. And this was yeah. just like previously. Just not yeah. even like previous like it was just like previously. Like Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, that's why I said previously, because it had Book yeah. of Boba Fett things in it. And I was shocked it didn't give us a little bit more in the previously on, considering it's been three years. Super short. Super, yeah. Uh, I was really struck by that. And there was three integral episodes in another episode of uh, another season of a different show. Yeah. Um, you know, but to be fair though, to be fair, it hasn't been actually three years, right? Because it was this December twenty twenty. It was like yeah. Dece- yeah. So January twenty. 20- oh yeah. Okay. So it's been slightly more than two years. Two years, slightly more than two. Years. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Still, like yeah, that's a that's long like time. A, that's a latter seasons Game of Thrones, yeah. like break, and those had some. You know, I mean. Westworld had a big had a it's big. Also, gap it's too, also it's right? also pandemic time, which is meaningless and also yeah. longer. Yeah, um, yeah. Like yeah. I was a I was a different person in December of 2020 than I am now. Like Very different. Like that's, I don't know what was Wonder that? Woman 84 came out then, and that feels like it came out a decade ago. <laughs> in in dis, in the end of 2020. Yeah, oh. that can't be true. Is that true? Yeah. See, I don't even know what. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, they put I watched 11. that and Soul. Yeah, they, IG Eleven gets more play. Yeah. Than I was Boba so Fett. confused. I was like, "Why are they? Why is IG Eleven in the previously on?" And then I was like, "Oh, yeah, it okay. made sense in this." But like, are they acting like Boba Fett didn't exist? I, 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 I'm, I'm a little offended by that. I mean, it's it. It was like short like that was like you're right like the the intro like the previous one was like short 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 like it barely was even a recap of the last two seasons let alone like what's happened the most recently so yeah i think it just sort of expected you to just jump in feet first here is the barest of minimum of stuff you you nerds know what's going on like it felt like that Someone in the chat yeah. said Hondo like, when, which is the real question we should like. Know. I was no thinking Hondo was going to Bo- pop up, but yeah. yeah, but no even mention of like Bo Katan and she factors into the episode. But we get like we're reminded that IG 11 was blown up. It's just like I could have remembered that when we saw the statue and they had the moment. I didn't need the previously on to be reminded of that. I yeah. could have been reminded of Bo Katan being pissed the hell off and why that is, and like. They don't even show the dark saber. Like, there's just so much that that intro didn't show that it's just like, all right, I guess we're just, yeah, you know what's happening there. It's like you said, <laughs> yeah, you know what this is. Uh, shout out to Viva La Bam Bustums. Um, Bam Margera? I don't, I don't <laughs> think, I don't know if it's Bam Margera, but uh, wait, is Bam Margera still around? Yeah, he's alive. He okay. might be in rehab, but okay. he's still around. I wasn't sure because a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, Ryan Dunn's um... the one who passed. Mm. Uh, says okay, but let's be real. Who's going to be starting brand new at season three? Um, nobody's starting brand new at season three, but a lot of people, I'm assuming, skipped Book of Boba Fett. 
I think that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, necessarily that somebody's going to be starting Mandalorian at season three, but rather there was three episodes of Boba Fett that are essentially Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like they didn't even show Grief Karga in the previous song. Like, it's just like there's, it was like, it's not even about those three episodes. It's like yeah. they, they did not cover any. They just didn't do it well. Yeah, it just yeah, it was just like bloop. It was yeah, it was that's it, an art too. A previously it, on is an art. A previous that was a previously on like that was not a season premiere. That's the previously on you get like four or five episodes in. Yeah. That yeah. was what was weird about that previously on, more than anything. Yeah. Uh shout out to Grief Karga. Looking good, looking fresh, his clothes, his beard. Grief Karga I, I, is like, I've not seen one Grief Karga cosplay, and I'm going to change that in this season. And I respect that. I truly do. Yeah. First, Baby Grogu loves Lightspeed. Baby Grogu looking out the window, loving Lightspeed, and we get the uh, Purgles, the space whales. Love it. That's what they're called? Purgles? Purgles. Purgles. Yep. Okay. Um, um, and then I wrote, I wrote in my notes, Grogu sleeping on Din, I cry. That yeah. was that was great. I so sometimes I forget that the smaller spacecrafts have uh hyperdrives. So like Luke had obviously it with his X-Wing, right? Um yeah. but I also forget that you can fall asleep on hyperdrive. Like I I, I figured in the Millennium Falcon you'd fall asleep because it's a bigger ship, but like I didn't realize like, yeah, you could just sleep in your X-Wing as it's in hyperspeed. Well, because yeah, it's it's following an automated path. That's the thing with light speed. So you have to do yeah. the calculations, as Han says. Do you want to? What is it like? Want to end up uh, coming at a light speed in like an asteroid field or something? In the middle of a planet? well, that's why you need a what's it called? There's there's a device right that allows you to a uh, star chart star charts star. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, um. Tell us about the Purgles, Sarah. Uh, they're like sentient space whales. They glow like that right before they go into hype into um hyperspace. So that's why they're glowing. They're just they're in Rebels. There's a lot of like animal stuff in Rebels. But they're like yeah. one of the very few creatures that can achieve like hyperspeed, right? Yes. Yeah, that's their yeah. sort of cool, cool thing. Yeah. And that's it's how not, it's just nice to get a little rebel shout out. And it's like, I know that rebels is, you know, it's coming back in a real way. So I, I see them planting the seeds for the Ahsoka show where rebels will be yeah. very uh, important. So, yeah. Uh, Viva La Bam Bustums. By the way, when uh, Viva La Bam, you've been in the chat before. Let us know how or what show you popped in on previously. For you, uh, Viva La Bam Bustum says, I don't know if you guys seen the movie The Core, but basically it was like DJ Qualls. Uh, I was basically like DJ Qualls yelling the whales. Uh, I remember the core and I remember the whales. Um, is that the Aaron Eckhart? Yeah, They're like drilling into and, the... and Hillary Swank. Yeah, oh, Hillary Swank and, and DJ Qualls. Yeah, um, anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, that's the. Yeah. They're back to Navarro and it's nice now, which leads me to wonder how much time has passed. They really cleaned that place up. It's 
so nice uh mm. there's a nice little automated welcome to navarro uh voice yeah uh, and then i wrote in my notes oh there's a statue of ig11 so that's why he was in the recap um but apparently not and then i don't know if you noticed but when grief karga is walking away there's tiny droids carrying oh yeah the edges Carries, of his cape. and i love that I so that his that. cape so that his cape doesn't touch the ground <clears throat> Uh, yeah. like an American flag. And that that attention to detail is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that was amazing. See, I love like stuff like that. Like that's what I think like not to always perpetually shit on the sequel trilogy, but since this is post Return of the Jedi, like I like that's why I love just like little stuff like that. Like that's what you we want. That's what we want to see built on. Not like bigger plant, bigger star. Uh, like Star Killer base, we don't want that stuff. We want like this fun little interesting stuff, like droids that are carrying uh uh his cape. Yeah, but this is, I mean, it's interesting because R two's been shot a few times, and sort of like hat like been messed up, but this is the first time I think we've ever seen like potentially like a droid resurrected with this ig11 story right because like r2's been like revived but r2 didn't like have his memory core blown up r2 or c3po r2 because he gets he gets shot in the trench run and he's like super messed up oh yeah i don't know if he's gonna survive until the award ceremony din shoots ig11 in the head and then quill is it quill 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 nick dalton yeah rebuilds him (laughs) that's true so, so, may, so I mean, he's done it once before. But okay, but it goes yeah. back to the factory settings, right? So yeah, he he reprograms him to be the nurse droid, and then yeah. when when Din reprograms him here, which apparently is easy. We just sort of turned him back droids. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it turns him back on, and he goes back to factory settings, and. I think my favorite moment of the episode is when Din throws baby Grogu over to Grief Karga. Just like a little, just a little toss. Hilarious. Yeah. Knowing that that prop yeah. costs like $5 million as well. <laughs> oh, that was probably a little stuffed animal one. Like <laughs> yeah, this. that was the plush <laughs> version. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, I, I, now, I, now that he's gone through some Jedi training and he's got his chain mail... Yeah, Goku, he's he's a little he's a little sturdier. He he's a little sturdier, little trajectory. little baby. <laughs> um, I want to bring up something that John Favreau brought up recently, and I don't buy it. I don't I don't buy it, but we got to talk about it. John Trav John Favreau says two things. One is yeah. that the first uh the first two seasons of Mandalorian takes place over many years. Second part, he says that Grogu trains with Luke for two years. I don't, because if we're asking how how much time has passed on Navarro, that could explain Navarro. I, I mean, but I'm not gonna call John Favreau a liar, but the idea that Din Djarin only went to visit his son after two years is something I will not accept. 
I could well, buy, that, I could that buy that, like, actually. That sounds like Men in Black, like a galactic standard week is three hours. Like, <laughs> like that's too, like, so Grogu's what, like 60? Like what, like, what is that? Like two years, one and two or over a couple years. So that's at least five by this math he's throwing out there. And I don't see that. Uh, Duck Dodgers says, um, I heard there was a time jump for this season. I just feel like if you got to make it more clear than that, other than being yeah. like, huh, this is weird. Like how much time has passed that it's so cleaned up. Um, but you, I don't know. You can't just say how much time has passed with no indication of that. Right. Uh, whatsoever. And you do have to have something that's different, right? Like you have yeah. to like show a, a kid who's grown up. Or show like yeah, because Carl Weathers looks amazing, so yeah. he hasn't aged, right? The, he it's the opposite of he's not getting any younger. It's the opposite. But he is. Yeah, I yeah. feel like uh, I mean they got to take a a page out of uh, House of the Dragons book and just say that thing where they're like it's been three years, you know? Yeah, because they mention Cara Dune, they get a Cara Dune mention, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And he says she's been recruited by special forces, but he could have said like after two years here, she went off a special, you know, yeah. like, so many ways to work it into the dialogue. That also, yeah. like, doesn't make any sense to not you know, like, yeah, you've been away to for say two it years, a... Din, we're different now. Like it's been, you know, Hey, we've been on the up and up for two years now. Like there's literally so many places where you, you know what this reminds it. me of? This reminds me of the X-Men franchise. Uh, where every movie takes place 10 years later, but all the actors are just a year older. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, first class yeah, to Days no, of like... Past to Apocalypse to Dark Phoenix is like, hey. they're all in different decades. They no, should have first... been 40 years older. No, first, first, first class is set in 1962, uh -huh. and Apocalypse is 80s. like, no, 90s. Because Days no. of Future Past is 70. Apog oh, no, Dark Phoenix. Sorry, Dark Phoenix is 90s. But yeah, yeah. Night, like, Hank Pym, or not, uh, Hank McCoy is being played by a 30-year-old when he is 60. Right. Like, he should look like Kelsey Grammer. Right. That was, like, one of the, one of the best things of, like, honest, honest trailers was pointing out that, like, within six years, like from Dark Phoenix to the first X-Men movie. Um, Fastbender. Like Fastbender and uh, McAvoy are going to look like they're going to age rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, with, funny enough, bringing Obi -Wan. it back is Obi-Wan. Yeah. Is Ewan McGregor and Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, he, he's 10 years away from looking like Alec Guinness. Look, it's nobody's fault that Ewan McGregor just gets better as he ages. Okay? Yeah. I'm not going to... That's on Alec Guinness. I'm, you're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, I mean... I mean, they, can, and they don't have the benefit of The Last of Us, where if they need to make Pedro Pascal look 56 years old, they just put some baby powder in his hair and are like, there you go, Silver Fox. We did it. Um, and, I mean... you know. It, it kind of reminds me Buff of like the if, helmet, you, maybe? if you look at sitcom dads from the 90s, they were young, but they are in our brains as old, like yeah. Bob Saget. 
I, I was like, where I heard he's he's supposed to be like 29 in full house. Like he's just a 29-year-old dad in the I first season. The mama bear from the Berenstain Bears is supposed to be 27. Jeez. Okay, it's mama bear? I mean in, in bear years or <laughs> I don't know what bear. Oh yeah, maybe it's bear years. In bear years. <laughs> I don't know. In bear years she married late then. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's also just funny like cuz even aside from like speaking time has passed, like saying years. First of all, Star Wars has never really had months and years in a calendar aside from obsessive fans on wikipedia uh before the battle of yavin we we get that in canon whoever says that in a star wars movie or even in a show who has ever said it's the year 47 b v or whatever like or a uh a b y a b y like uh who has ever said that yeah so what so it's it's that's ludicrous like like who even knows like how much time passed between star wars and empire or empire return of the jedi the only the only time we know exactly how much time passed between a star wars movie is between force awakens and uh last jedi well well, literally picks up the next the next there is official time code right and also in andor they do say how many years before the battle of yavin they do but they don't no no no. they don't physically say it they don't they list it yeah but it's also necessary in andor because it's a ticking clock down to yeah you know it's it's not like turn off the movie and pretend that it didn't happen right like it's it's leading to something whereas this isn't there's just a span of time i don't know i think it's i think they're playing with a thing where they have to connect it to ahsoka and how old is sabine and ahsoka so where how long is ezra you know it's the timelines and that's that's the other thing but that's the other thing is like another way to know the passage of time is like ahsoka is clearly older as rosario dawson than she was in clone wars but Mandalorian is a cast of Baby Yoda and people who don't take off their helmets. So how, like, there's no way to see time passing on the characters' faces either. And so, yeah, just the fact that they are relying on outside source interviews and the Wikipedia to let you know how much time has passed is, like, it's stupid, really. It's fool- it's It's foolish. It's just like... So that means, so uh, like Bo-Katan has been just sitting uh, for two years like that? No, I mean, the fall of her her team, right? Her whatever, like... Her group of people. Yeah. Like, there has been a slow decay of it. It melted away. You know? Yeah, like Um, it's... it's, uh, Viva La Bam Bustum says... They did say it was five years in Mando when they were talking about since the Death Star. I don't know since the Death Star, since the fall of the Empire or whatever, or the death of the Emperor or whatever. They say it in Mando season one that it's do five. They? They, they, do they? they they use an event. They use the fall of the Empire or death of the Emperor or something like that. No, do they say it in the show or is that something John Favreau said in a press release? They do say it in the show. In Mandalorian. They do say it's been, it's been five years. One. Is that, they say it because uh, yeah, well, they have a are you saying say do it. they use the wordage years i don't remember but yes i think so somebody has I mean, to, I need to be go out back. there who can clear that by that for us i want to see a clip i want to see a clip because like i said <laughs> no i no, but i'm, just, on, I'm like, googling that's like that's 
what's like Star you're saying Wars... they you're saying they never say the word years is that what you're trying to say no but they never really establish stuff we don't yeah. i we don't know even kind of how old luke is like we do right. like no one ever says times and dates in star wars well that's the thing a lot of characters names are never said out loud in in the original trilogy right like all the like these there are certain things that we take for granted. Mon Mothma, i do not believe her name is said in return of the jedi yeah i mean there's just a lot of things we take for granted because of other material. yeah it's star wars is weird in the sense that like i well like people knew that darth vader was like burned alive in a final fight between him and obi-wan before well before the prequels but i couldn't tell you how i knew that but star wars has this weird permeating effect where it it like star wars is like one of the best mandela effect things but maybe not the mandela effect yeah but just like there's just well, so oral, much oral tradition an oral tradition i guess over you just don't know how you know this stuff but you just do because yeah, yeah luke's 19 no one ever says that. And we kind of under like, but we, and we don't know how much time has passed between the beginning of, of a new hope and the end of return of the Jedi. Well, we that part have a is, concrete timetable. Yeah. I mean, that part is like kind of like with Grogu and Luke kind of debated, right. Is how long yeah. does Luke spend training with Yoda? Well, how long happens between uh, star Wars and return of the Jedi? It's physically six years. Physically, in our world, six years pass. What do you mean? From from nineteen seventy seven to nineteen seventy three. Oh yeah, literally oh, yeah, yeah, six yeah. years. And but it seems like it's about two. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that like, if if you know Darth Chaco was here, Darth Chaco knows all the ins and outs uh, of like what they say and when but the point being is that like yeah you're right like there's a lot of unspoken stuff in star wars i i don't i don't buy this this years thing that john favreau is saying but. i couldn't find if they actually said it in the show but i do have a very strong memory of my cousin when he was about to finish the first season calling me and being like hold on i thought it was baby yoda i thought this was baby yoda i thought this is yoda as a baby. <laughs> so it was unclear enough that a man who is a lawyer who graduated a year early from UCLA thought that this was taking place when Yoda Before. was a baby. Uh, so, in the first nine... episode, they do state something in the first episode. I will go back and watch it. We yeah. will come back no, to I, it. No, I, that makes sense. I, I believe that because we get a lot of like establishment stuff. And I, I, I think the people who hire Din say something to the effect. Yeah, but honestly, the, you know who yeah. I just realized? The only person whose age we definitively know is yoda is gro is wait is, well, and grogu and we, those and grogu. are the only two characters we definitively know their ages their ages are stated because they say the target oh. is 50 years old and we're surprised uh -huh. it's baby yoda and then yoda famously in his last moment says when 900 olds 900 years old you get look as good you will not yeah and yet um, we still don't know what their alien species is named no, but we did we ever get the name of Babu Frick species before this point? Now it's the Anzellans. No, did we get no. that in the I've, no? Because no, I've I... been calling them Babu Fricks, yeah. yeah. So they're yeah, I don't, 
Well, that's and that's also the thing too is like when it's when it when we just have one alien, there's no real reason to like know the species because it's like yeah, right. it's just Babu Freak, just Babu Freak. Yeah, it's, it's just like Baby Yoda. It's just people called him. It's just Ad- Admiral Akbar. We don't need to know that he's Calamarian or whatever. Like yeah. until more of them until it becomes like we're in their culture yeah. then we have alien species names uh, yeah. by the way i love the mon calamari personally mon like, calamari they're called the mon calamari well cuz yeah. there's also there's two species on um the the uh the planet mon moncala i think it's called um there's the quarren which are the squid guys like uh one of the pirates in this episode who dies he's that squid guy guy He's a species on that planet, and so is the Mon Calamari. Um, oh, well, that's that's Kit Fisto, right? Isn't he? No, Kit Fisto is a different species. He's from a different okay. planet. Yeah. Uh, the entire sequence of of the Babu Fricks, I will not be calling them by their names. I will be babying <laughs> them and calling them Babu Fricks. Yeah. That entire sequence was delightful. I'm yeah. continuously floored by the way they can whoever was in the suit uh at that time made him so clearly annoyed when when grief Karga kept translating the english back to the yeah. galactic basic back to them and he was like yeah like and he didn't yeah. have to say anything it's like the way that they're able to like they have it down how they his body language so perfectly and then him being squeezed into that tiny air as someone that has worn a full Mandalorian suit, um, it's hard to sit down. And good, I, those hilarious visual, delightful Babu Fricks. But the entire time it was very like, I don't know, is this important that like he needs the IG-11 back? Like that he can't trust any other droid? Like it, it seems like a weird plot point to me. Well, and then and, he's like, yeah. I'm going to go find it. But then he goes talk to Bo-Katan. Like I thought you were going to find the part. Does Bo Katan have the part? Why are you why are you talking to Bo Katan? I don't know. I think he just needed a respite, but it was a weird sequence of events where it did feel like he was going to Bo Katan, like, hey, I'm going back. It was very weird. I... Also, like um like there's some about Star Wars helmets that like they're very emotive. Like they they understand that we're never gonna see the face of people that there's something about it that the body language comes across. No, no. Um, as someone who used to, you know, do birthday parties in mascot costumes, uh, there's a theatricality to wearing things that are outside yourself, you know? Um, and so, I don't know, maybe they're just, maybe, you know how like, real good puppeteers are trained like extra to be extra crisp with their puppetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like, yeah, Star Wars teaches you like, you wear a mask, we're going to show you how. We're going to do it crisp and clear and make sure that things work the way it's supposed to. Well, I mean, considering Lucas's uh, like uh, friendship with Jim Henson, I imagine that. Yeah that probably has come across in like the way Lucasfilm approaches this stuff. So I imagine, yeah, there's gotta be some connection in that of just so many years of this company dealing with people being in other things where their faces 
aren't shown either in a puppet or in a mask that yeah i imagine at this point they probably have it really solidly down yeah um we get introduced to the pirates in this in this thing they're really the only antagonist in this in this I episode, it, right? I think it worked well because in an episode where you have to do such a big exposition dump, uh, you can't have like a serious antagonist. Yeah. Very clearly setting up Bo-Katan uh, in a villain arc, of course. Um, but I feel like they were the perfect little low stakes to the point that when they like caught him at the end, I was like, oh, come on, like. We're not gonna. This, we're yeah, not gonna take this any there's further. A, there's only there's a few no, minutes left, <laughs> right? Like there's nothing else to go on here. We're not gonna spend the next episode escaping from the pirates. So it was like the perfect amount of a threat, I think, for the episode yeah. that they had. And like a clear like setup, like yeah, these guys, they're gonna come back. They're they're gonna they're gonna get their moment where they'll be a bigger threat because yeah, now for this scene in their introduction, they're gonna be very low stakes. And I think, yeah, set up in such a way that, like, they can, they can, like, with that guy and his huge ship, like, they at least get that moment of just, like, oh, crap, this is a guy who can be a threat, even though in the course of this episode, he's very easily avoided and gotten around. I think it did a good job of kind of setting up, yeah, both of these, the pirates and Bo Katan seem to be the two antagonistic forces of this season. Uh you guys are you guys are saying that Bo Katan's gonna be an antagonist. I she's got shallow eyes, man. She's got you, that deep set, hasn't slept look. I'm like, gonna take the is... bet. I'm gonna take the bet on the other side. Uh only because only because I, I just wanna be an antagonist to you guys. So um I think so you're she's... being a real Bo Katan right now. I'm I'm <laughs> Ironically enough, but I'm betting that she will be a reluctant uh, partner. What? I think she's going to be an antagonist in the sense that she is going to be a roadblock for Mando moving forward. But whether or not she goes full villain, I don't know. Yeah, to be a obnoxious English teacher, antagonist is just the person that's opposing the protagonist's yeah. journey. Uh, so yeah. I don't know if she's going to be full on villain. I just feel like it's easy to put Bo Katan in that role. I don't think Bo Katan has ever done anything wrong in her life. I love Bo Katan. Um, I mean, obviously she's made mistakes, but haven't we all? I thought <laughs> that, that scene should not have been in this episode. I thought it was a bridge too far. I thought it was one, it was too much information. I was like, they should have saved this for the opening. He should have landed on Calavar and they should have saved it for yeah. the opening of episode two is what I thought. I thought bringing that in of like, okay, here's one more thing that happened. Oh, we're talking about the dark saber now. I was like, that's too much information. Yeah. I don't think it added much to the episode. I think they should have saved it. Yeah. Cause it was just like that episode felt like it was building to something. And then it's just like, and the episode's done. And that's, you're right. It would have been much more like, that would have been a cool scene. And then like to go into the opening credits. Like yeah. that would have been a cool cold open. Cause yeah, it is like, I feel like, I mean, it's the one, the sin that star Wars keeps committing. And maybe it is just something that we need to come to terms with as humans getting older is 
You either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. People, if we just keep following these people's storylines that we care about when they're younger, Luke Skywalker becomes a hermit who tried to kill his nephew. Leia is the only one who makes it out like looking pretty good, but she also is still like a rebel. She like isn't even a senator. She is still back being a general and didn't get to become the huge like galactic uh, chancellor that we imagine at the end of Return of the Jedi. Han Solo is murdered by um, his son. And now Bo-Katan becomes this like, so not spoiled, but like her like personality is spoiled because this thing that she was working towards didn't work out. Yeah. And so that's, it's just like, let uh, our, let our heroes stay heroes. <laughs> couple, couple thoughts here is that, well, Duck Dodger says Luke did not try to kill his nephew. Duck Dodger that, and I are on the Duck I'm Dodger sorry. and I Duck Dodger and I are on the same wavelength with pretty much every opinion. We're I'm yeah. locked in. I got you. Yeah. Um I'm sorry. I, I, saw, I, I saw Last Jedi. I saw him standing over the lightsaber. He didn't go through with it and he hesitated, but he he considered it in a way that I don't think Return of the Jedi Luke would have considered. That's all I'm saying. That's like pointing, me pointing like a crossbow at someone and being like, hmm, and then putting it away as attempted murder. I don't think that's... I'm, well, he didn't... He didn't... Well, okay, what? what I will say, he didn't put it away. He got caught. Like, that's the difference between you putting a crossbow at somebody and then deciding to put it away and no harm, no foul. Like, he messed up his nephew because of this moment of weakness. And so, yeah, maybe attempted murder is not the correct verbiage for it. But he, he did we need like more Star like, Wars lawyers. He like did lawyers like, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It, it is a uh, thing of like these people, like, you just, we were following their stories a little too far. It's... Uh, my, my thought about it was like people's people's dislike of the sequel trilogy i think comes down to two things there are people who want like sequels and like oh they're heroes down the line to be like infallible and they continue to be heroes like batman beyond bruce wayne like continued until he got too old and then he retired but he was still in the man in the chair for terry mcginnis right like some people view it that but way but like other people, like sometimes people retire. Some people get get, uh, 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 uh you know, Luke. Luke left because he got dissuaded, not dissuaded, whatever, disillusioned. disillusioned. Um, but like, like the future, like the X Men universe, like fifty years down the line, isn't like Cyclops and Storm and Jean Grey and Beast all just being old people with grandkids that are also mutants that are all just kind of like on the mansion grounds being heroes as well. Like, it's not always that case, you know? Well, if you if you watch Tickman stuff, there's no future with the X-Men, but that's where, that's a digression. Um, yes. No, but it, like, but there's a difference between Batman got too old, and but he also, in his retirement, he committed the greatest sin he could as Batman, which is pull a gun. Yeah. And was so shocked out of it, and then Terry McGinnis comes around and pulls him out of it and he re-enters. I think that's the way to do it. And I think that was what the sequel trilogy attempted to do, but did not have care of character that 
it didn't handle them being pulled the the pullback in didn't set right the sins that they had committed in between movies and didn't seem to be concerned with solving that versus Batman understanding Bruce Wayne understanding his fallibility resigning and and rush and rushing off but then being pulled back in with Terry um and yeah and I'm just I only bring that up but we don't need to have a whole sequel trilogy because that's not what Mando is but I am worried that Bo-Katan is gonna become a villain when she should just be antagonistic because she believes she has spent her whole life being trained to be the leader of Mandalore and has proven herself very capable of being that and now here comes fucking Pedro Pascal winning the dark sword uh the dark saber and now he's the rightful one and everything I worked for is thrown out like that's something you can hang her making some bad decisions on. I'm just worried by the end of it, she's going to have those Anakin revenge of the Sith red eyes and just be lost. And they won't have the care of the character that came before and wanting to tell the, the nuance, the saying. nuance of it. It'll be lost because that has been something like Mando and Andor show faith in this, but like the sequel trilogies and kind of most, a lot of the movies were just sort of like, good versus evil as opposed to uh the last like Jedi is fasc- the exception fascism versus democracy which is really what it's about it's well, not, star wars is not good versus evil it's fascism versus democracy uh i i disagree i think that like good versus evil like such the blanket statements of good versus evil is a big part of four five six one two three like luke can't somewhat fall to the dark side he will like it's like, it's like, just don't fall to the dark side. It's very binary. It's very like, like Yoda's whole diatribe of like anger leading to hate, blah, 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 blah. Like it's very like slippery slope. That's how you like, that's the old Jedi philosophy. Uh, As opposed to the last Jedi, the last Jedi has nuance. Like I'll give it that. I, I have flaws with the last Jedi, but the people who don't like the last Jedi uh, a lot of them are just against the nuance of like, or against the idea of nuanced characters. But then that's all backtrack to go back to good versus evil. I and agree. La- last Rise of Skywalker messed it all up. Oh, um, don't get me started. Listen, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> has, Star- has Star Wars committed sins? Yes, but they were all forgiven when I saw the scene of him fighting the pirates with Grogu tucked into his bandolier like a seatbelt. Tucked him into his bandolier like a seatbelt. Grogu tucked himself in. That's what's fun about it. You can make Gro- 10 more you can make 10 Grogu- more rise of Skywalkers on that scene alone. <laughs> yeah, no Grogu like Grogu knows the score and Grogu buckles up. That's what I love about that. Have we, uh, side note, have we ever seen a Jedi or Force user use the Force in outer space? Leia. In in a space battle? Yeah. Not a space battle. Yeah, Leia Force pulled herself. Right. Or, like, Luke guided the missile, right? Or the proton torpedo. Theoretically. But, like, like, if if you're 
ducking and diving and dipping and dodging, you know. I'm assuming uh, there's a element of the force that you use intrinsically when you're fighting, which is why Jedi Jedi's are such yeah better pilots. pilots. That's yeah. what and, and that's what they've said, like why Anakin was such a skilled pilot, even at pod racing, being the only human who could do it because he was so right. strong in the force, untapped. Right. Um yeah, but, but we know we've never seen like someone like stop a blaster bolt like Kylo Ren. Right. Space but like, we've never Grogu seen anything can't, like that. Like, deflect a blaster bolt from an incoming ship. Well, we've never seen a Jedi be a passenger. So it could, uh, potentially could. I mean, other than like Luke on the Millennium Falcon. But that's when Luke's at his weakest. Luke doesn't even yeah. know the Force, he's getting shot by a training droid. Yeah, but like no, they're always the pilots. We've never seen someone be. Uh, we've never seen a Jedi be the co-pilot. So maybe potentially Grogu could. That's all it takes. It's just like well, hey, because the wheel. Well, yeah, like, yeah, just because he, like we said, like maybe the Force is being used intrinsically as a pilot and avoiding yeah. blaster shots and being able to maneuver that the traditional sort of Force powers used in hand-to-hand combat or blaster combat can't be really tapped into. So maybe they can be if you're not flying. Yeah. Viva LaBam Bustum says, surprise Anakin didn't use the Force to get the box off his ship in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's also another thing. You would think he would just go, like, flick him off. I think it's a classic, uh, classic um, Han Solo, that's not how the Force works. Um, I think it's, you know, I think maybe you can't use it like that. Maybe it doesn't work in space. Maybe it's like gravity. Uh, it no, no, it has know. to. Well, Le- okay, Leia again, we know it, like... on the depths that... I know, when Leia, when Leia used it in The Last Jedi, I, like, rage blacked out. Uh, <laughs> not because I don't think Leia should use the Force, but I thought that was, like, a beautiful way to end Leia's character of, like, dang, like, some people just die in an explosion. It's not always epic. And then they made it epic, and I got so mad. I... I just well, didn't that, like. We got I that just wish didn't with, think it was done well. We got that, that wish with Admiral Akbar. Yeah, Admiral Akbar is, didn't have the force. He's dead. So you, you it, a very unceremoniously, which I'm very yeah. upset about. Like yeah, he didn't even like. I wish Admiral Akbar would have gotten the uh, the switch death from the Matrix, where she she's the the blonde who's just like not like this, not like, and that just gets. Her plank, no. Well, that's what Admiral Akbar should have done. Like, it's a trap. And then boom. Yeah. <laughs> Just quietly to himself. <laughs> oh. It's a, uh, it's the, there's been enough Mon Calamari death, like, in, in the franchise. Like, I don't know. Um, anyway. Um, Technically, but, probably the most death we've seen is Mandalorian. In the series because of the clones. And historically, yeah. everyone talking about all the purges done on Mandalorians. So yeah, probably yeah. the people who have been killed the most numbers-wise are probably the Man- Mandalorians. That brings up other things. Just food for thought. Think, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else What else are we missing in this? Do we miss any scenes uh, in this whole thing? Sarah, your notes? Nope, I got notes that say, wow, they really yada yada Luke's Jedi Academy, huh? Uh, yeah. Cowboy standoff outside of school. 
Uh, we got the Cara Dune. Uh, uh, yep. Big yeah, she got she got more mention than Luke. <laughs> yeah, they made sure yeah. to wipe her away. Cara Dune by name, but not Luke. God. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I, also, I feel like not, not much happened in this episode, and I'm very, yeah. I'm kind of upset. In so in Boba Fett, in Book of Boba Fett, the armorer says, "To be redeemed, you have to go bathe in the waters under the mines of Mandalore of Lake Minnetonka." And, and then in the opening of this, she says, "It's destroyed. You can't go back." And then he's like, but what if it's still there? And then he's got the little thing that says it's he's traded it from a traveler, like blah, blah, blah. So it's, it was a little frustrating to me where I was like, oh, is she, what did she say? You have to go back to the mines of Mandalore knowing that they were yeah. there? I don't know. I, I think like religiously, that's the only way they can do that, right? But like, it'd be, it'd be kind of like saying like, you got to sip from the cup of the cold of the Holy Grail. And that's just the only way. That we'll let you back into the cult. And he's like, hey guys, guess what? I found the Holy Grail. And they're like, oh. That. Then I, yeah, you could come back, I guess. I, so I have to talk. (laughs) This is, bam, the second time they put it in the chat. That it's Bo's fault she did to herself. Because the only reason she doesn't have the Darksaber is uh, she's pissed at Din for sticking to the cult beliefs when the only reason she didn't have the Darksaber was because of the cult beliefs. That's all I have to say. I agree to a certain extent, but if the story is the last time when Sabine gave her the Darksaber, Mandalore, like, fell? You wouldn't take the Darksaber from someone again. I think you have to be, like, it's like jinxing yourself. Like, I don't say I'm a super, like, I'm not a real superstitious person, you know, but I don't like it when, you know, if my mom's like, wow, the, it, it didn't end up raining today after all. I'm like, come on, Mandy jinxed it, you know? So I feel like I I can understand why Bo isn't um, happy to just be, isn't, doesn't want to be handed the Darksaber again. Um, yeah. She's not going to make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Well, that, and that's like, hopefully they explore it in, in now her, like, now that sort of Mando's being forced to, it, it was we saw in the trailer like that's his arc. He's like, I'm gonna unite Mandalore. Like, screw this, we've been scattered too long. I'm gonna unite us finally. And so I hope that they address like the um, the thing with yeah, like Bo-Katan never earned the dark saber. That's the chip on her shoulder, is that it was given to her. And then they fell and she lost it. And now she can't have it like given back, but also dealing with her entitlement towards it. Like she, despite what you said, like this sort of jinxing of herself, she does still believe the saber is her rightful like destiny. Yeah. Like she's not is... gonna try. She's not gonna fight Mando over it. She's not gonna fight Din, right? But she also knows that she can't. She, that's what happened last time. He tried to give it to her, and she said, "I can't." And we tried. It didn't work. We can't. But yeah. clearly, as we see when we check in with her, she's still very salty about it, and still yeah. believes the dark saber is like her right. And so I hope yeah. that they give her. 
the chance to sort of wrestle with both of those, like understanding she made her choice and knowing why she made her choice of not accepting the dark saber, but also I'm the person who's supposed to rule Mandalorian Mandalore. Yeah. And the only way to do that is the dark saber. And so, I mean, the girl can sit on a throne. I'll tell you that much. She yeah. Was, I was, I was about to really, say really sitting in that chair. It was, um, delightful. that was like, Thor in uh, um, Ragnarok. It was, like, jo- it was, it, yeah, it was just, very... just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, the, uh, the Jonathan Majors sitting on his, uh, the Kang sitting on his thing and her sitting on that thing are just two sides of, of uh, my Of the Miss Marauder coin. Yes. My thirsty coin, yes. If, if you're gonna, if you, that is the first thing of building a de- dynasty is you got to be able to sit in the throne. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's where you're going to be making, that's where you're making all your, your decisions. You yeah. got to look good. You got to know how to sit in a chair. You got to know how to rock uh, the throne. M'Baku, M'Baku in Black mm. Panther. He fucking knows how to sit. He knows yeah. how to sit on a throne. Yeah. Um. One quick thing to talk about before we get going, unless we have final thoughts. But uh, uh, do we feel this is a step back for Din? Because... Uh, uh, Duck Dodger says, I don't want to judge since this season is only one episode in, but it feels backwards for Din's arc. Uh, it felt like we were going on this path of having him leave his cult because he loves those outside, uh, but now he's going back uh, back into the cult. I think he's going back with Grogu. I think he's treating Grogu as a foundling now, and that is kind of like rededicating himself to, to yeah. the watch is that he is now wanting to raise uh, Grogu as a foundling. Also, someone said live-action Sabine Wen in the Ahsoka show. She's in the Ahsoka show. In fact, that's what I thought was going on here, because I was like, that helmet, when they made the helmet, I was like, is that... I know. Sabine? I thought it was for Grogu. I thought it was for Grogu. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. For, I oh, thought he... that was Sabine. I, I I couldn't tell. I was just like, is that young Sabine? I don't know. I don't know. We're, I was we're just... gonna get Grogu in a Mandalorian suit before this show, before the series finale of this show airs, whenever dark day that is, we will see full Mando Grogu, or this will have been worth nothing. <laughs> yeah because my daughter wants to i i feel bad for evie because i told her that i thought he was getting a tiny helmet and she was like cosplay when and i was like we'll have to see and now he didn't get one yeah. i feel like he we have he needs to speak first i think that's we need to get grogu's first verbal words and then he goes full mando that's what i want the path i want to see i want to hear him say like or like Mando or something. Yeah. Does he get holes for his ears? I can imagine. Or yeah, does does the he helmet have does the helmet have like space for the ears? <laughs> snip his ears like a well box. that's yeah that's that, that's <laughs> I think that's the real question is is it a slit to the top like how Mando has the like the side piece like, do they just take that off and it's like a slit? Or is it a hole in the ears? Yeah. Once he puts it on, his ears will pop out. Or does it slide down and he has this little exposed opening? Yeah, I think it's got... I, th- I would assume it would slide down. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out one, one day. Yeah. But... yeah. No, I, uh, I think... I, I hear what he's... What, uh, to go back to the, the, 
Mando's regression, it's, I don't think Mando ever had love for the Mandalorian people outside of his devotion to the cult. And then the people he met along the way, especially Grogu, but not like Ahsoka, uh, Bill Burr, Grief, Grief uh, Bill Bo- Burr, Bill Burr. I don't know his name. The same as you're going to call him Baba Fricks. I'm going to just always call him Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Um, he has a name like that. It's, like, it's, it's Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah. Mayfield. Yeah. Which is like, he, they may as well have called him Bill Burr. <laughs> but uh, like, who's the guy in, um, oh, Tim with two M's from Andor. Uh, from Andor yeah. <laughs> What's well, like that? And then like, uh, that guy in the last season or two, uh, Harry Strickland in Game of Thrones. It's like, that's not, that's a real person's name. That's not. Oh. <laughs> but, um, no, like, I think the um, Mando has taken that love and now he's bringing it to his people. I think that's the progression, that this is a progression, that it's not him stepping back into the cult. It's it's him taking the last apparently five years of his life um, and bringing that back into his culture and the way he and the way he walks the way the way he goes about being a Mandalorian. Cause also he's, they are a sect. They are the minority of the Mandalorians and either Mando's going to have to choose to be inflexible and force this upon all other Mandalorians or find flexibility and pull back. And like, he's going to be tested in his, his devotion to his people and his devotion to his faith. I think that's, the conflict that Mando is going to have to deal with emotionally this season as he progresses his faith. Cause that was the first thing Bo-Katan did. They took off their helmet and just like, uh, and we've like been thinking like we've been in Mando's shoes up until like the season and a half before Bo-Katan showed up that we were on his side in the debate of no, you're the ridiculous ones. Yeah. Mando, you don't take off your helmet. And I think this is going to be, a reconciliation of that, of that belief and his, and his people. That's a, hopefully that's what we'll see. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I see I more flexibility from that first scene that the, that the, that the, that this faction isn't quite as rigid, rigid as it used to be. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at. Um, I, what I, I, think, got, I was going yeah, to say where they were putting yeah. the, when she was making the helmet, Maybe this is a cosplayer thing, but I was like, oh, she's just like me. I was like, I just finished making and painting and doing all the Mando helmets for our next cosplay. And I was like, I see you. Like, we're just this is my weekend. I, I love that they're now like all brightly colored. Like, that was, yeah. like, they look like the uh, Matt Smith's Doctor's Daleks. And they got like the colorful glow up. Like, I, I like the Mandalorian's branching out from the muted metallic and like military colors. Like, cause our first two experiences were Boba Fett. Well, Boba Fett, Django and Mando. And those are Mando has a little bit of splashes of blue, but for the most part, they're very, very muted colors. You mean, and I, you mean Django has, yeah, sorry. Blue. Boba Fett. Jan- yeah. Yeah. Django has some blue in his, but yeah, I like it's like full on. No, they, they like, love colors <laughs> yeah well i like like when satine popped up in rebels like 
Satine's like purple Sabine. and pink. What, what am I saying? Sateen. You're saying Satine and Sabine. Have I been saying Satine this whole episode? No, just right now. Okay. Also, if they don't mention her this season. Sabine. That's who I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about Sabine. Yes. Yeah. Not Satine. Ah, Star Wars. Um, Sabine, is... her helmet. Yes. So Sabine, when, when we left her. Yeah, her helmet is purple and gold. I have it up there. Is that what it is? Purple and gold? Uh, per, I'm sorry, purple and orange. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she has a couple different versions because she's an artist, so she like spray paints it. Um, I have a friend that is making makes Satine full armor and like has a feud going with Dave Filoni because of like the intricacies of Sabine's armor are insane because she hand paints it. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yes, we, Sabine will be in Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You talked but about earlier, have we seen? Is Sabine in? Because I know Rebels ends after Return of the Jedi. Like, there's a time jump, right? When Ahsoka is like in white and they're going to find the Ezra. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's after, right? I think after the death of the Emperor. But yeah, yeah. Um, so like that's the last we've seen her mm-hmm. in in terms of canon, right? I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to pinpoint yeah, where she's at. Here. Yeah, because she goes, she's tagging along with Ahsoka in that finale to go find Ezra, right? It's yeah. the two of them, mm-hmm. and then like Chonker or Chopper. just the two, Chopper. Yes, Chopper. But... So Chopper, Hera, and Sabine are all in Ahsoka. Okay, and they're they're the ones that all left with her. Um, so it'll be interesting because it also is interesting that like we like what's happened with ahsoka like she's she doesn't seem like she's really like changed or like some dark mysterious things happened to her um in like the five to potentially 10 years since uh the end of return of the jedi that it is interesting that she seems to be by herself now in her quest yeah i don't know is that coming out that's coming out this year i think so well, suppose I mean, as as Lucasfilm made any Kevin Feige like announcement of pulling back their release stuff. I don't think so. As we far saw, as... I mean, back in Star Wars Celebration last year, so May of last year, we saw the teaser for a teaser for it, like a very very short teaser. Okay, I was. I don't think they've. One, but, yeah. Oh yeah, they haven't put that on it. the internet. Yeah. Uh, well, Ahsoka this show and the acolyte are supposed to come out this year mm. the acolyte's supposed to come out this year right is it Which one's so, the acolyte that's the high republic one about a oh, in, in the past infiltrating the jedi i think it has a mandala stenberg in it mm. okay she's the acolyte which i will i'll watch anything she does so you know um Anyway, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for for doing the show, coming on the show, taking time out of your night because it is late and I know it. Um, Before we get going, uh, Sarah, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Ms underscore Marauder. Um, Instagram is where you're going to find most of my stuff. We are prepping for WonderCon. So uh, if you're a Mandalorian fan, you can watch the process of me making a 
original character Mandalorians for me and my six-year-old daughter. We are doing Encanto-themed Mandalorians. Nah. I got my helmets back there. So that is her Mirabelle Mandalorian <gasps> and my Bruno. Um, so lots of pictures of that coming up. Uh, uh, yeah. And TikTok, awesome. uh, it's whatever I find an idea for a video. Uh, it's uh, mostly anime people on there right now. I don't know how that happened. But, uh, you know, we'll have some anime cosplay content over there and uh, all all kinds of wacky stuff. Awesome. Awesome. I'm looking forward to, to seeing all your all your new cosplay. So thank you. I will be staying tuned. Trevor, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I don't think I have anything to plug at the moment. Um, you can find me. I'm on. Uh, instagram and tiktok at trevor copter i don't i think i don't know if i meant i mentioned this on my i don't know when the last time i was on but i deleted my twitter so oh did at, you at trevor copter at twitter is available yeah you Uh-oh. know it's at the at the peak of elon being a piece of garbage i was just yeah. like you know what no i'm good i'm i'm with you but um but yeah nothing to plug at the moment but i might have some stuff maybe next appearance Next time I'm on an after show, I might have something to plug. But as okay. of now, um, I don't really have uh, anything going on besides assisting other people on their stuff. And I don't know the next play I'm going to be working on anyway. So, yeah. 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 Um, I will be doing uh, well, the key got a press badge for C2E2 in Chicago at the end of March. So I'm going to be there. Um, um doing that seeing some chicago sites for the first time that'd be cool um we obviously got the mandalorian after show obviously every week right after every single episode of the mandalorian uh there's eight episodes this season and uh we got a lot that we're gonna talk about obviously uh we got comic talk every thursday uh we got the king talks every weekend and then we got instagram live chats uh every monday uh the king right. show what's up I was gonna say I have some. To, I just realized I have some to plug. What? I'm gonna be on Comic Talk next Thursday. You are. Yes. <laughs> on yeah. the night. Yeah. I'll uh, plug that. Yeah. Uh, Comic Talk uh, is really fun, and I'm I'm glad we have that show and we're able to talk about comics on that show. Um, but uh, yeah, we got some cool developments this year for the Keeg, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, if you re- want to read some of the articles that we have, um. We, uh, you can find the, uh, the is our new website. I'm still working on it. Still, you know, fixing some things, but if you want to check out some of the articles, we got some really talented writers writing articles, uh, for the Keeg show site. So definitely check us out there at the Keeg show on TikTok and Instagram. Those are our big ones. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and patreon.com slash the Keeg show as well. If you want to give back to, uh, uh, the Keeg in any way that you want to um either way thank you guys so much for coming on thank you to everybody out there uh for being an awesome chat thank you to viva labustums thank you to duck dodger 714 thank you to mr plow um and i'm not sure if there's anyone else but if there is anyone out there who is watching us live it was on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show or if you're listening to the podcast it's on apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud spotify iHeartRadio and Stitcher were on all of that. No matter where you're watching us, where you're listening to, um, give us a like, comment, subscribe, follow, write a review, do that stuff. Let us know you're out there because that's the biggest thing. 
we're doing these shows sometimes blind. We don't know who's out there unless you're live and in our chat. We don't know. So let us know you're out there. You know, if you've stuck through this episode this far, let us know. Other than that, it is late. Uh, but either way, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for being on here. Once again, I am your host, Demetra Pereira. And this has been the Mandalorian After Show for Season 3, Episode 1. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.